Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning. It is great to have you guys here. What a full house we have here at our 930 service. Amen? It's a great opportunity for me to invite you to Saturday night service. Uh, you know, Saturday night is, is a lot, a lot of fun here, and I, I want to encourage you, if you can, uh, move to the, to the uh, Saturday night uh, service. It would help us create space. You know, it's, this is exciting to see what God is doing, and so thank you so much for your flexibility and helping us create space and uh, for, for God just to continue to do what he wants to do in our church. Amen? Amen. Well, I want to take a, a moment and welcome those of you that today uh, is your first time to be with us, man, we're happy that you're here today, and uh, uh, we want you just to relax and enjoy this morning and enjoy your, t- your time that you have with us. And if you'll do us a favor, right in front of you, there should be a c- connection card. Uh, take a moment, uh, maybe in a low point in the message or something, you know, uh, fill it out for us, and um, we'd love to be able to, to uh, send you information about the church and promise you we're not going to show up at your house or anything like that. It's just to be able to send you information about the church. On your way out, if you'll take that connection card and stop by the information center and just hand them that card, they're going to give you some gift cards to a great restaurant here in town that we want to just, as a small way of letting you know, man, we're glad you came. And so lunch is on us today. So thank you so much um, for being here and and, uh, for doing that for us today. You know, um, I want to also invite you, if you've not had a chance to attend our Discovering Creekwood class, this is a great, great way to um, get get involved and get connected here at at Creekwood, and uh, this is happening today, and and, uh, man, uh, man, uh, if if you don't have plans for later on today at 11 o'clock, I mean, right after our 11 o'clock service, we're going to be having our Discovering Creekwood class. It'll be here. Lunch will be provided. Uh, we've got child care, all of that uh, provided. And so that's going to be right after our 11 o'clock service. If you'd like to come back for that, we w- would love to have you here. Just as a great, great first step in getting to know the church and really getting connected. I, w- I want to get right into our teaching today. I've got a lot to share with you guys. And, you know, we've been in this series uh, where we've been talking about spiritual growth. And what that looks like in our life. You know, all of us need to be reminded every once in a while of the fact that God's plan for our life is that God wants all of us to grow. God wants you to grow. You ought to be different from the way you were two years ago. If you're a Christ follower, your life, your faith ought to be continually changing. And the goal and, 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 and the, the calling that God has on all of our lives as we grow spiritually is that we become more and more like Christ, that our life starts to look more and more like him. And this is a, a series that for me is, is really a special series because it, it really touches at the heart of what Creekwood is all about. That when you begin to look at the vision and the, the values of this church, everything is geared around you becoming who God has called you to be. That you grow up into the person, that you become a fully devoted follower of Christ. And I, I think for too many 
years and too many times, we complicate this thing. And churches made this about a lot of different things, and we've made it like full of, you know, we talked about this in this series that we just made it about religion and all kinds of different things, and it's, it's gotten complicated, and it's really a simple calling on all of our lives that we ought to be changing and God uses all different types of things in our life. And, and Pastor Brad kicked this series off where he talked about the process that we go through and the journey that this is a process. And God's, God's going to use different things in different people's lives to change you and to mold you. So embracing that journey and embracing that is important. And today I want to talk to you about a different side of that um, of, of spiritual growth that I believe is probably one of the, the biggest enemies to your spiritual growth, and that is we're going to talk about busyness today and really what's happened to a lot of us. That, man, we're all in a hurry. We're all super busy. You know, our theme scripture says in John chapter 15, verse 4, it says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No, ba- no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. What's he talking about when he says bear much fruit? It means that your life is going to be different. The fruit of your life, it's going to be noticeably different. And he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so... Right off the bat, he says that, you know what, if you want to grow and and you want your life to change, you got to stay connected to me, that you can do nothing without me. And there are a lot of different things in our culture that are enemies to to us staying connected, a lot of distractions, a lot of things that that come up in our life that, man, we start to make our life about a lot of different things, and we just kind of flat out say, man, I am too busy got too much going on in my life to really stay connected. But you know, the older that I get, the more life that I live, the more I realize that this scripture is so true, that we all need to be reminded that if we want to make our life about what life is supposed to be about, to make our life be about things that really matter, if we leave it to ourselves, man, we get distracted so easy. Staying connected to God, staying connected, making your life really matter and it being about what it's supposed to be about, man, it takes intentionality of saying, I want to stay connected to Jesus Christ because I know without Jesus Christ in my life as a priority, I can do nothing. And I think one of the greatest enemies to our spiritual growth is busyness. It's busyness. We are so crazy busy. I mean, think about this. If you were to think about what is the word that describes your life. I know we're in church. Don't say blessed. I'm blessed. I'm highly faithful. Listen, we're blessed, but what really would describe your life? I think for a lot of us, what would describe our life is that, man, it's frantic. It's It's crazy. In fact, it's almost like we can, it's like we love to say, you know what, man, I'm just so busy. I don't know if I'm coming or going, and it's almost like we're bragging when we say that. 
Our life is fast-paced. I mean, isn't it true that everything is like, we're just busy. I mean, think about what's happened to us. And what we bought into and what we believe is the good life. Don't you ever once in a while just, you know, have one of those moments where you're just kind of stopping and thinking about your life and you're going, is that it? Is this all my life's going to be about? That you get up, you know, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, go through the whole process, hopefully you take a shower. You brush your teeth. Nobody flosses just unless you're going to the dentist. <laughs> you're getting ready. You're going through all the motions. You're running and you got your kids. You're screaming at them. You're going, y'all get ready now. Your kids don't want to get ready. They don't want, because they're just as exhausted as you are. Their life is, they're just as busy as you are. Because you pass that down to them that this is the normal way to be. And so your whole day and your whole life is this busy, 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 busy. We're racing. We're all in a hurry. And then all of a sudden it's like everybody better get out of my way because I got a place to go. I got things to do. Even when you get to the traffic lights, you're thinking about what? I got to beat these people. (laughs) Right? You're in the grocery store. You're not like... You're, you're not thinking about, man, I mean, just love on people around me. You're like, let me, you're scoping it. You're counting how many items everybody has in their cart. You're going, who's got the kids and where, which one is the, 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 the smart checker up there? I don't want to go to the clueless one because I got to make good time and I got to get through this. And if the people you're in competition with, they beat you. You're mad the rest of the day. (laughs) Isn't it true? We're just so busy. Have you ever thought about what's, what's that doing to your life? What are you missing out on? You know, if you don't slow down in life, you miss out what's, you miss what's really important. But we believe the American lie that we can have it all. Listen, it's a lie. You cannot have it all. Listen, I've struggled. Those of you that know me know this is my, like, probably you're talking about a, like, this is a struggle for me. That's my wife giggling over there. (laughs) It's a struggle for me because I'm always in a hurry because I'm always busy. I mean, even when I was a youth pastor, I was always in a hurry. I always had 20 things I had to go do. I would like, that's how I was a youth pastor. And that, like, like uh, just to give you an example, when we would take kids to youth convention, it was like a big event, like a camp, three or four day thing. I would tell the kids, y'all, the first three days, you better get in the altar. Let God do something powerful in your life because the last service We're sitting in the back and we're leaving early because we got to make good time back to Houston. I know some of y'all are like, thank God he's not our youth pastor. (laughs) Thank God he's not our youth pastor. Don't y'all love Pastor Matt? He's awesome. I know I'm not spiritual when I tell you that, but I did that. There's kids that are adults today that are scarred because of that. 
I just, in my mind, I'm like, I'm busy. I got to get back. We've been together for four days. If God can't do something in your life in three days, it's too late. (laughs) And that never failed. One kid on the last service decided they're going to go to the altar. And I'm like, great. (laughs) I had a wake-up moment. I had one of those wake-up moments. You know when God just uses something to wake you up? We were in San Antonio at a youth convention, and I had put the letter of the law on the kids. I said, we're sitting in the back together. Nobody better go to the altar on that last service. Y'all better not go down there. One girl went down there to the front. She, I didn't notice she got slipped down there, and she's down there praying through God doing something power. I'm almost into Houston. They got a hold of us, and they said, this back before there were cell phones, they got a hold of us, and, hey, did you know you forgot a kid? That's the day I wanted to quit the ministry. We get busy, and in and, and it, and it, I mean, we can laugh about that, and I'm, like, embarrassed to tell you all that. But isn't it true that we, 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 we do this in our life because we're so busy we start cheating ourselves and cheating our family and cheating our life. And the, what God wants to really do in our life, we start to rob ourselves in the, in the midst of trying to be busy and chase after all the things we got to do. Have you ever thought about the moment, about this, that maybe you're missing out on what God is wanting to do spiritually in your life and the growth that he wants to bring in your life? I love this scripture. It's, it's just, it's a powerful scripture. In Psalms 92, verse 12, it says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish. Everybody say flourish. Flourish, flourish in the courts of our God. When? It says, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. When God, when you have those kind of wake-up moments that God starts to reveal to you what he's trying to do in your life, it's like you realize, man, this is what life is about. And you start to change your life. But, you know, it's going to require you making some big decisions in your life. Because again, I, w- I want to say this to you, that busyness is one of the greatest enemies to spiritual growth. You want to know how you know when you're growing spiritually, it's when you get to a place that you start to create margin for what really matters in your life. When you start to create margin for what really matters in your life, this is when things start to Change. The Bible says in Psalms 90, verse 12, God, teach us to live well so that we might find life. So I want to just give you some some elements, some just very simple things for you to think about as you look at your life and the busyness. And again, what I'm talking about today, it's so counterculture, countercultural. It so goes against the grain. You see, I think all of us are swimming in the pool that our culture has given us. And every once in a while, we'll get out of the pool and we, we, we kind of have those moments that we realize, you know what, this isn't the life I want. This isn't doing it for me. 
and then we, we have that moment, and then we go jump right back in the pool, and we keep swimming because we don't know any better. And we just let busy, and we, 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 we let life determine our choices instead of letting our choices determine our life. We just let life, and we're all like, life is crazy, so these are the, this is the life I have. What if you were to stop and say, I'm going to make some choices that are going to determine the kind of life that I want, because the kind of life that I want, listen to me, the kind of life that I want is the life that God wants for me. I don't want the life the world has to give me and the culture that has to offer me. I want the life that God has for me. And listen to me, you are going to have to fight. You're going to have to rebel. Something inside of you is going to have to say, I am going to rebel against the culture. I'm going to rebel against what the world is telling me is the good life because I want the great life that God has for my life. So there, there are some elements, some things that I want you to think about. Number one, I want you to write this down, is the word ask. The word ask. You know, asking questions are, are important. But the older I get, um, I realize that, that the right question is, is, is huge. Not so much just getting answers. It's asking the right questions in life to get really the, the real answer. Because I think sometimes we're just looking for any, as long as we get an answer, we don't care. But what if we're asking the wrong question? I mean, you never know what you get when you ask a question, right? Like, for example, on Saturdays, I, I have a little routine. Some of y'all may, may think this is crazy, but I, on, on Saturdays, before I come to the church, I have a routine. I stop at the same convenience store, and, and um, I go in there, and I get a pack of sweet tarts <laughs> and a Kit Kat because I got to get some nourishment. I love candy. I love candy. I love chocolate. My wife's like, can you not go into a, go get gas and not go inside and buy things? I'm like, babe, it's, it's spiritual. <laughs> you got to go in the convenience store. And I don't like to go in the big old, like, QT stuff. I mean, sometimes, but, like, on, there's, there's something special about going into, the, like, the old school convenience stores. You know what I'm talking about? And the one that I go into, there's an older lady. And when I say older lady, she's my age. <laughs> But I like to talk to her, and, and I, I'm like, what, I, 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 this happened to me last Saturday. I go up to her, and I'm like, how are you doing today? What's been going on? And, and she, I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to feel like, man, we're getting kind of close and talking. And she, she leans over the counter, and she says, when I asked her, how are you doing? She said, I'm looking forward to 3 o'clock. I'm looking forward to 3 o'clock so I can go home and. She whispers this. She says, so I can go home and smoke me some. <laughs> and I was like, I, that's what I said, the same thing. I was like, oh, what are you getting ready to tell me? <laughs> See, she doesn't know that I'm a pastor. <laughs> I don't like telling people that I'm a pastor usually because people act weird when you tell them you're the pastor. They, they take their little cross out and they're like, yeah, my grandma, she goes to church. We grew up in the ministry. <laughs> She said, I, I'm looking forward to going home and smoking me some. And she paused long enough to make marijuana stick in my head. 
And the visual of her smoking marijuana was like, oh, Lord, I'm going to another place. She said, to smoke me some, some ribs. <laughs> she, she goes, isn't this a beautiful day to go outside and smoke me some ribs? I walked out. I mean, I'm laughing at myself. I'm like, this is funny. I thought she was going to say smoking marijuana, but she's like smoking ribs. I went back by there yesterday, and I asked her how the ribs were. She said they were great. But you know what? We ask a lot of questions in life, and I think asking questions are important, and a lot of times you never know what you're going to get, but you know that you need to think about the kind of questions that you're asking about your life. You need to think about the kind of questions that you ask yourself. And one of the questions that you ought to ask yourself is, is what I'm doing, is it worth it? Is this worth it? Because, you know, you have a choice every single day. We all have the choice. We have the freedom to make choices where we're going to invest our time, what we're going to do with our life, where we're going to go, what activities we're going to do, what what we're going to buy, all this stuff. Do you know, I mean, you think about, you know, you get to choose what kind of house you're going to live in. You you get to choose what kind of house you're going to get in, and it's a choice that you have. Of what kind of, what, what type of house, how big a house you want to get. And, but do you know that there's a corresponding price that you pay? It's not just the, the, the price that the sticker price that's on there. There is another cost. And a lot of times what happens is that the question we ask in America is, can I afford it and do I want it? But we don't ask the real question is that what's the real What is it going to cost me? Because every choice that I make has a corresponding price to what I want. What's it going to cost me to maintain this house? What's it going to cost me? How much work am I going to have to, how many hours extra am I going to have to work to live in this kind of house? Do you know that a lot of us have made those kind of decisions even with our cars? We've just... Can I afford it, and do I want it? And very few people don't want a new car. And you go there, and well, can I afford this? But do you know that there is a cost that you should have asked, you, you need to ask yourself is, what's the real cost that this is going to bring in my life? How is this going to change me and what I spend my life doing? See, I think that a lot of times what happens is that we forget that there's a bigger cost associated to what the decisions that we're making. And I, again, it's, it's not that we, we're bad people. We just have never been taught to ask that. We just kind of race out there. Everybody else is getting a big old house, so let's try to get a bigger one. Oh, they moved into that big old thing. Let's go get that. That one too, and, and, and a lot of us are living in big old houses, and there's nothing wrong with living in a big house, a nice house. I love that. There's nothing wrong with driving brand new cars. But are you okay with the price you're paying? Yeah. 
Because it's more than money. It is way more than the money that you're spending on it. Somebody is, is, is paying a price. Your kids are paying a price with your time for you to live in that house. Your kids are paying a price. Do you know that, that parents, you parents that have small kids and your, your kids need you, and they're in a time in their life that it's so important that you ought to ask yourself the question is, listen, I know you want to give them everything you didn't have, but some of us in the midst of trying to give our kids everything we didn't have, we're not giving them what we had, which was, man, the time that we had with our parents, those special moments. But you think about your life, and, and again, I, 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 don't, I don't want this to be something that you feel like I'm getting on to you, but you, you ought to stop and think about What's the cost? What's the true cost? What is this keeping me from? The Bible says in Luke chapter 14, verse 28, but don't begin until you count the cost. For who could begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that, that, that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Your decisions, are they, are they worth the price that you're paying? You got to ask yourself that question, some hard questions. Because there's a price to be paid for everything. Is it? Is it? When you think about your kids, and, and I, I know I'm going to be kind of getting into some sensitive area here. But when you think about your kids and they're telling you, I want to play four sports. And I want to play three musical instruments at a professional level. And you're like, well, son, you want to do that? We'll do it. I told y'all I was going to get some sensitive. <laughs> we just kind of, well, okay, you want it. Oh, Junior wants to do that, so we're, the family's going to do that. So we're racing all over the place. There's a price to be paid. It's much bigger than just saying, well, we're going to go spend a little bit of time. Listen to me. If that's the biggest value of your life, then, then that's Okay. But at least you need to stop and think about it and ask yourself the question, is this worth it? See, one of the things you've got to get to a place is that when you start to, to think about the second thing that you've got to understand is that, again, this is, you, you get to choose. You ask the question, is it worth it? And then you get to choose, really make those decisions. And what, what ought to be happening is, is your life is when you start to get to a place that you say, what's going to matter most to us? In other words, what are the values that are going to drive our family? It's not about just go, oh, we can afford that big old house, or let's go get a new truck. We're bored this weekend. Let's go buy it. How many of y'all, don't raise your hand. <laughs> You're kind of little down, depressed. You look at each other and going, hey, let's go get us a new truck. Let's go get one. You get there, and before you, 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 you're driving off in a $60,000 or 
or $200,000 car that you smart buy, you did it on smart buy plan. You're going to make payments for 30 years on it. And you know in one year you will be sick of that car. You'll be so upside down and it just kind of goes crazy. We do this with all of our life. And it's not, again, it's not that we don't want to get live good lives. It's not that we, wanna, we don't want to grow spiritually. We just have never been taught. That you ask yourself the question, is it worth it? And then you start to begin to choose and you make decisions according to what are the values. What is most important to our family and to us? When you start to decide what the values of our family are, all of a sudden it makes you understand that, you know what, maybe we're going to live in a smaller house. Maybe we're not going to drive that kind of car because this is a value to us. Do you know that, that one of the, I mean, this is a massive excuse that we blame on why we're not growing spiritually. It's because we're too busy. Do you know that one of the most powerful things that you can do to grow spiritually is to serve other people? But most of us say, I can't serve because I'm too busy trying to pay for and do all the commitments that I made. Well, maybe, and listen to me, I want you to hear me. I want to say this because I feel like I need to say this. The enemy, what he does when you hear a message like this, he automatically makes you go to extremes of saying, well, I can't do that because that means I, look, I'm, I'm so upside down and I got to go sell everything and move to a foreign country. I'm not doing that. It's, this is a step by step that you take, that you begin to take some small steps of even now, men, listen to me. You ought to man up and have a conversation in your family and sit down and say, what do we value most? If, if time is what you value most and you say, you know what, time with my son or time with my daughter is what we value. Our time together is important. So that means we're not going to commit ourselves to things that are going to rob our time from each other. Do you know that there, there's something to be said about the time that you just get to be with your parents, be with your kids? My wife and I both have lost one of our parents, and, and, and I'm telling you, when you lose your parent, you really realize how important that time with your, your parents are, and you can't ever get it back. And I made this mistake early on in the ministry. I was trying to change the world, and I would never, my grandparents and my, my mom and Dad would invite me to all kinds of different things, and I would like, I, I can't go, I can't go, we're, we're busy. And you have to kind of stop and start to think about what is it that we value? Do you know that, that one of the, when you start to talk about what, is, what you value in life, one of the top values of your life ought to be time with God. Time with God is so important. Why? Because do you know that God wants to speak into your life? He, one of the, 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 the things about how he grows you and how he changes your life is that he speaks into your life. Well, if you're so busy and so in a hurry, you can't, it's like you don't have time for him to speak into your life. You know that church ought to be of value in your life. It ought to be of value. But what happens is we made church fast food. It's like one more thing we got to do and we got to race through Chick-fil-A or Burger King get us a quick little thing because we got another bigger value that we've decided is more important than God in our life. 
And I know I'm getting up in somebody's lunchbox today because you're like, oh. But what are you communicating to your son or your daughter that is of value to your family? I know some of you aren't going to like this, but I'm okay with you not liking it because I love you enough to tell you the truth. But listen to me. If you show up 20 minutes late to church, you're not communicating to your kids that church is a value. Some of you are like, woo-hoo. It's like, aren't you glad you came to Creekwood today? It, it, it ought to be something. Listen, if, you're, if you value sports and your kids being great athletes, you don't show up 20 minutes late to the ball game and showing up, hey, y'all hold up. I know y'all been already been playing 20 minutes, but we just got here. Let me put on my gear. It's like, what? You don't do that. It's important. Worship is important. That's not a prelude to service. It's not just like, oh, they're singing, I'm waiting. No, worship is a big, big deal. In your spiritual growth, it is the moment you connect with God and you kind of push everything out. So you ought to be here early. Can I hear an amen? amen. It's like, I'm going old school. I'm going old school. It's what we value. Do you know that, that youth group? We, some of y'all don't know this, but we have one of the most incredible student ministries in the region. Hundreds of kids come and gather in here. And you ought to be communicating to your son or your daughter. It is a value of our family that you connect with God, that you learn to serve God and you walk with God. You're going to go to youth group. It's not an afterthought. Do you know summer camp? I bet you there are a ton of people in here that you went to summer camp as a kid, and you're here today because you went to summer camp and God changed your life. So what we go, well, Junior, do you want to go to camp or not? And we just kind of throw it out there, but, man, some of you like love football or baseball, and you're like, son, I really think you got potential to be a pro. If you'll listen to me, son, and you'll get, and we pay $50,000 for them to get coaching. They're playing on these special teams, and you know more than likely the chances, statistics tell us they're not going to go pro. But you're teaching them what is a value in life. Listen, all of this busyness, and I think it's a, it's a trick of the enemy to use it to keep us from what the big thing that God wants to do in your son or your daughter's life. And I'm not telling you not to play sports. Please don't hear that. Sports are awesome. All of the, there's lots of wonderful things. If you can afford those things, great, go buy it. That's fine. But if it's keeping you from going on a mission trip, listen, you ought to want to go on a mission trip because it'll change your world. You go to Costa Rica or Dominican Republic with our team down there, and you go roll up your sleeves. You get away from all the junk and all the stuff, and you go get around people, and you start feeding them, and you start taking care of people. You will come back a different person. But most of us don't have the time or the money to do that. It's, it's got to be where you stop and you ask yourself, is this worth it? Is this something that... that is so important. You know, Matthew 6, chapter, 
chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus knew we would struggle with this. This is why he said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. What he's basically telling us is that he says that I I want you to set your priorities in your life. I want you to seek first the kingdom of God and I'll take care of everything else. You put this as number one. I mean, I know I'm kind of going here a lot today, but I really feel like I need to say this. Is that, you know, when you look at your son or your daughter, when they become an adult, what do you want them to be about? Do you want them to be people of, of character? That people, one of the greatest compliments somebody could say is that, you know, your son or your daughter, they are so Christ-like in the way they, they live their life. Or you're like, yeah, your son's got an arm on him. But he's a jerk. He's destroyed his life because nobody took the time to show him the true value of what really matters in life. The last area that I want to give you today, just very quickly, is that you need to put pause in your life. This is so important when you think about what you build your life on is the principle of the Sabbath. And and, and I just very quickly, quickly want to touch on this because I, I think that a lot of times we want to make this about, well, the Sabbath is religious. Listen to me. It is, it is a religious thing, but it's also something that, that God created us, that the rhythm of our life is that we ought to have a pause in our life, that you ought to have a day or a moment. I know some of you may go, Pastor Stephen, I can't start off with a full day taken off that, that I rest and I spend time with my family. Maybe you start off to say, you know what, I'm going to take two hours out of my week. There's going to be two hours where I'm going to tell our family, we're going to shut things down. We're going to hang out together. We're going to turn off the games. We're going to turn off everything. And we're going to just sit out on the patio out back and we're going to talk and we're going to rest and, and we're going to connect. That you you include this 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 principle of the Sabbath, the pause in your life where you kind of shut things down in your life. Um, I, I want to pray with you this morning, and I want to ask you to, to bow your heads today. And You know, I, I know that it's easy to listen to a message, as I said before. It's easy to listen to this today and say, well, you know what? That's nice, but man, the, the pool I'm swimming in, it's another world. And I, I would encourage you today to not become overwhelmed with the changes you got to bring out in your life, but just in the back of your heart, begin to ask God, God, would you help me as I look at our family, as I look at my life, to begin to order my life around the things that really matter, that I'm creating margin in my life for the things that really matter, that I'm making room and space for you to be able to move in my life, to move in my son's life, for you to speak into their life. You know, if you're here today and you've never accepted Christ into your life, I wanna invite you to receive Christ into your life today. You can do that right at your seat. The Bible says that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins. Invite him into your heart today. 
Jesus, thank you for every person here today, God. I thank you, God, for your love, and I pray that, God, you would strengthen all of us. God, open our eyes to our life, and God, may we have the strength to make the tough decisions that we need to make in our life in order, God, to live the life that you called us to live. We thank you for this, God, in your holy name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.